Welcome to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ, USA. We're the host, Bishop Dennis J. McMurray is our senior pastor, and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our first lady. Join us in this inspiring time of praise, worship, and fellowship designed to encourage and motivate everyone through the Word of God. Now prepare your hearts to be blessed with Victory in the Word. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for the power of the word. We ask your blessings upon everything that we do and everything that we say in your honor today. In Christ Jesus' name, we pray and we thank you, Lord. Amen. Again, I'm Bishop Dennis J. McMurray, Senior Pastor of the Renaissance Church of God in Christ of Grand Rapids, Michigan, USA. And you are listening and a part of our Victory in the Word radio ministry. I want to talk to you from the word of God today from the subject of position for God's grace, positioned for God's grace, positioned for God's grace. God's grace is such a wonderful and magnificent expression of who God is is God's grace, or should I say position for his favor, position for God's favor, position for God's favor. Let's first just take a look at this word favor. Favor means that God finds approval on your life. Favor is the acceptance of God for you. Favor is when God says, I want to do something special just for you. Your life and the way you live your life has warranted me to display my greatness and my goodness in your life in such a way where you're not going to believe that it's me doing it. And, you know, God's favor is normally distributed as we look in the Bible in many different ways. But there are some specific instances when God's favor is distributed, when the human expression of living or society is not existing in a favorable manner. It means that there's social challenges. It means that there's marital challenge. There's economic challenges. There's all kind of challenges. And God is saying that in the midst of social economic challenge, human relationship challenge, God is saying, I'm still going to release my favor into the lives of those who deserve my favor, of those whom qualify for my favor. And my brothers and sisters, I'm here to tell you today that we do live in such a time where it is economically challenged and so difficult in so many unique ways, but there is a plan that God has for his people that regardless of what's going on in the world, God's still willing, capable, and able to display his favor in your life. When I look at scripture at the book of Genesis, the sixth chapter, and beginning at the fifth verse, these words are recorded. It says, and God saw that the wicked of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually and it repented the Lord or he regretted that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart 
And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. Then verse eight says, but God, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord in the midst, in the midst of human existence and human government being what it was during the time of Noah, God had gotten so disgusted with the choices that man was making, get so disgusted with the way human government was no longer operating at a level of integrity and a level of accountability. Almost everything was going every if it felt good, people did it. If it was wrong, they justified it as right. And there was so much turmoil and so much challenge in government. There was so so much challenge and so much turmoil in the midst of personal choices and personal lifestyles. Society was challenged. Society was wicked. Society was ruthless. In other words, man and the existence of man and all of the systems that supported man here in Genesis had had literally gotten out of control and God was like, I can't stand this. I've got to do something about this. But then God said, Noah found favor with God. Uh, in the King James Version, it says it found grace with God. In the New Living Translation, it says that Noah found favor with God. So I need you to understand today that even in the midst of intense challenge, God is still looking for someone that he can display his favor upon so that the conditions of the atmosphere does not affect the ability of people to live a God-centered, God-feared life. And that's what God did here in the case of Noah. He gave Noah the distinct privilege of walking in favor and living in favor. And God chose Noah as that source to let the world know that God is still God in the midst of intense challenge. And that's what I want to let somebody know today, that God is looking for people just like you and I. There's a little song we used to sing in church all the time. God uses plain old ordinary people, people just you and I, like you and I who are willing to do as he commands. He just uses people, ordinary people. And that's what I want to communicate to you today is that God wants to use your life, my brother and my sister. God wants to use our lives to let a sin-sick world know that the antidote to any condition is Jesus Christ himself, to let the world know that there is hope in Jesus, to let the world know that there is healing in Jesus, to let the world know that the world can be restored through Jesus, to let the world know that all we've got to do is seek God first and seek salvation and seek righteousness, and God will exempt us from the challenges going on in this world. The Bible said that Noah found grace with God, that Noah found favor with God in the midst of turmoil, 
Noah still found favor. There may be somebody going through turmoil right now, and you've got to understand something about turmoil and trouble. Turmoil and trouble tries to get you to make ungodly choices and to take ungodly pathways to look for happiness and release from the turmoil. But I'm here to tell somebody today that the devil is alive. There is no salvation in ungodly choices. There is no hope in ungodly choices. There is no direction in in ungodly choices. But I'm here to tell you today, if you choose Jesus, Jesus Christ, if you submit yourself to him, if you lean not toward your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him, he will, God will direct your path right now. That's what God is specializing in. He's specializing in directing paths. Everybody's looking for the answer, but they're not looking for the pathway to be directed to because sometime before the answer comes, you've got to know where to walk to before the deliverance comes. You've got to know where to be. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Maybe God just wants you to get to that secret place. And the pathway to the secret place is literally lit up just by favor itself. God's favor will lead you, God's favor will keep you, God's favor will promote you, God's favor will energize you. God's favor will give you hope. God's favor will put the devil in check and let him know there's nothing coming your way that will ever destroy you or hurt you. God loves you, my brother. God loves you so much, but God is saying, I want you so I can give you me. I'm going to say that again. God is saying to us, I want you so that I can give you me. Because right now, my brothers and sisters, we all need to be blessed. Yes, we all need a miracle. But the level of blessings and the level of miracles only come when we are in that place with God where God can be God all the way in our lives. And that's what God is calling for. He's calling for us to give us to for us to give him our very best. He's calling for us to give our very best effort at pleasing him and our very best effort at making him proud of the choices we make. I want to lead you now to Romans 12. Romans 12, chapter 1. We know this, but I want to take my time and read it. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. My brothers and sisters, God has a plan for us. 
that's greater than any trial, tribulation, or temptation that our world is going through. God has a plan for us and a way for us that's greater than anything you may be facing right now. But the key to that plan becoming a personal strategy is we must give God what he's asking for. I want to read this Romans passage again in the New Living Translation version of the Bible. It says, and so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is the this is truly the way to worship him. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for yourself, which is good and pleasing and perfect. I want to read it here in the message version of the Bible. God says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You will be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and then quickly respond to it. God is calling us, my brothers and sisters, so he can bring the best out of us. And sometimes the best is bought out of us. When God's favor is upon us. Because God's favor represents special benefits and special blessings. God's favor is so powerful. But the thing that I like about God's favor is when we don't get it right. God just doesn't cause us to get out of line and say, you failed and, and I'm finished with you. Because a close, close resemblance to favor is grace. Oh, bless his name. Because God recognizes and realizes committing your life to him and giving God your everything so that he can transform you from the inside out is one of the most difficult processes you'll ever submit to. That's why the song says, I've had some good days. And I've had some bad days, but I won't complain. And indeed, when you're trying to become that model or that expression of what God is calling for in these last days, you're going to have some days when you just hit it right and you feel good about what you're doing. You, you know those days where you pray to start your day off and you read the scriptures throughout the course of the day. You're handling adversity and anger right. You're giving God praise right. You're doing everything right. But then there are those days when you don't get it right. There are those days when you do slip up and I'm not making an excuse, but we got to be real, y'all, 
Because the last thing the devil wants you to do is to make it into heaven. The last thing that the devil wants you and I to do is to walk and live in God's favor. Because if we walk and live in God's favor, we will be an example to this world that serving Jesus is the best thing that any man, woman, boy, or girl can do. And so a close resemblance to God's favor is God's grace. What is grace? Grace is God's undeserved favor. God just doesn't shut us out and shut us down when we don't get it right. But God is patient. God is loving. God wants to help us become the people that he wants us to become so that we can enjoy the full effects of his favor. But then at the same time, you've got to watch favor. You got to watch grace. Because grace can come can become an excuse as to why you're not doing what it is you need to do. That's why the writer says, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And so as I've often said many times, sometimes grace is our best friend. And then sometimes grace can be our worst enemy because we don't feel the repercussions immediately of the choices that we make. So I'm telling you today, Use grace to your advantage. Use grace in a time of help. Use grace as God, as God. God, I messed up, but I don't want to mess up again. God, I slipped up, but God, I don't want to slip up again. Come to that point. That's why God doesn't let us feel comfortable and get comfortable when we make our mistakes. As a matter of fact, I need to tell somebody today how blessed you are. If God is not allowing you to get comfortable and feel comfortable as you're out there making whatever mistakes you're making and doing whatever things ungodly you're doing and it's troubling your mind still. Is troubling your spirit still. I want you to know that's a good thing. Because God is only going to trouble that that he has plans for. God is only going to trouble that that he loves. And thank God that your life is still at a place. Where the God you serve is still greater than the troubles you may be going through. Because troubles are real y'all. But that's when favor comes into the picture and favor can bless you and favor can help you. The favor of God and the grace of God is so amazing. That's why the song says amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I found I was blind, but now I I see. My brothers and sisters, this is the season for favor and grace. If you're at a place where God wants you, but it seems like things ain't gonna turn aren't turning like you want them to turn, I want you to know that grace, that favor, is going to be deposited into your life. Because that part of favor is called demonstrated delight. That's when God says, not only am I going to tell you you got favor, but I'm going to show you got favor. And then for those of us that may be in the struggle, but the, but God is the, but God is still working on our mind to tell us to Amen to clean up and to get it right and to turn around and get back up again. Donnie McClurkin said, "We fall down, but we can get up because the only watches and and." and as much as I've referenced this, I still find it so profound when he said the only difference 
between a saint and a sinner is the saint just got back up again. And then he breaks it down and says, you can get back up again. And that's what I want somebody to know today. That's the purpose of this teaching today. To let you know you can get back up again. It doesn't matter what you've stumbled and fell into. What does happen is what you do when you fail. You've got to get back up again. You've got to get back up again. Ain't nothing in this world worth you losing your soul over and going to hell for. Nothing, nobody, no habit, no hurt, no disappointment, no anger, no pain. And I know all those things are real. But God has us at a place right now where he's saying to us, I'm looking at the condition of our world. I'm looking at the condition of human government. I'm looking at the choices. Why do y'all think all these tragedies? I believe one of the reasons these tragedies are such at a high level because God is trying to get our attention. <clears throat> He's trying to get our attention. He's trying to get us to make choices. He's trying to have us to do it as Joshua when he said, choose you this day whom you will, whom you will serve. God has a special place for us, y'all. God has a special love for us. He has the agape love, the kind of love where God says, I want you to have the best. God is saying, I want you to be the best. I want you to be the head and not the tail. I want you to be above only and never beneath. But God is saying, my brothers and sisters, We've got to press into him more than anything that we've ever had to press into. Yes, God wants us successful. Yes, God wants us to be entrepreneurs. Yes, God wants us to go back to school. Yes, God wants us to have material wealth. Yes, God wants us to have the nicer things in life because he said it himself. He said, he said, I've come that you might have life. And that life more abundantly. But God is saying, now it's time to prioritize our lives. Our worship must not be centered on getting. Our commitment to God must not be centered on being better. Why don't you just for a season lay down what you want? Lay down the goals you set for yourself. Just, just forget them for a minute. Your goal to be debt free. Your goal to be married. Because if you don't watch it, you'll spend all of your time in the presence of God telling God what you want him to do. And why don't you just take a season and, and, and give God what he wants? God wants your time in worship. God wants your commitment in service. Oh, my, my. God wants you to reverence him. God wants you. There's a little song. I, I, you know, I was, a, I was a church boy. I've been in and around the church all my life. And there was a little song we used to sing. It said, have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter. I am the clay. Mold me and make me after thine will. When was the last time you just said, Lord, have your way with me? When was the last time in worship or in personal Bible study or just your personal quiet time, you just said, Lord, I'm not asking you nothing for me. But I'm asking you to help me give you what you want from me. And that's 
a clean heart. Remember that song? Give me a clean heart so I may serve thee. You remember that? When was the last time you just stepped into God's presence and asked God to make me over again? I don't know why I'm thinking about all these songs. Remember this one? Make me over again. May wash me over again in your precious blood. Wash me over again. Wash me over again. Wash me over again in your precious blood. Wash me over Again, y'all know I can't sing, but I'm going to still try. <laughs> I'll talk it. Lord, wash me. Wash my mind so I can think like you want me to think. Wash my heart, oh God, so I can have love like you want me to have. Wash my feet, God, so I can walk where you want me to walk. Lord, wash me. And watch grace keep you until favor can bless you. I'm going to say that grace will keep you until favor can bless you. And there is a place in God that he wants you to get. First Corinthians 2 says, your eyes have not seen, your ears have not heard. Neither have been into your heart the things that God has prepared for you if you just love him. My brothers and sisters, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And God's going to take care of your living life at a level that would blow your mind. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless my brothers and sisters this day. As we desire to give you a clean heart, as we desire to give you a good life and bless everybody where they need you the most. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ USA, where our senior pastor is Bishop Dennis J. McMurray and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our First Lady. It is our prayer that you've been moved by the Word of God. We welcome you to join us at 1001 33rd Street, Southeast Grand Rapids, Michigan, 49508. Be prepared to attend Sunday school at 9 a.m. in the Family Life Center and our Sunday morning worship service at 10.30 a.m. We also invite you to attend our midweek worship opportunities on Wednesday afternoon, 12 noon, in the chapel and Thursday at 6.45 p.m. in the Family Life Center. Feel free to call us at 616-243-0991. Also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for joining Victory in the Word. And until next time, walk in victory.